morning and welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Pastor Luis Garcia, pastor of this congregation, welcoming you and you and tomorrow you. <laughs> welcoming you to praise the Lord. Uh, welcoming you to this place that we call church and that is the communion of the saints, the family of God that meets here at 11-ish. Right? Uh, for now, we move worship service at 11 a.m. Uh, the, the old schedule, but it's now new for us, 11 a.m. And we're here to worship God, to learn about God, and then to be sent out into the world and do something about our faith. Um, as we are getting ready, let me, let me go ahead and share uh, something that I have for you a little bit later. But you know, in case uh, you're not aware, uh, uh, last Sunday we began Hispanic Heritage Month and the church also celebrates uh, this, um, this, this occasion. Um, so in celebration of that, uh, all this month you'll have a Hispanic pastor preaching here. All right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ah, it went well, okay. So next year, I'll repeat that. Uh, so, but also, uh, in our Sunday school, which the class, it was great. I mean, it was very good. I'm gonna use it as a sermon at some point. Anyway, uh, we had some Mexican sweet bread from a local bakery, and then uh, coffee from a local co coffee shop, a, a good one, and, and of course the class. And so everybody's invited to join. Uh, uh, Sunday school, and there might be some coffee or some uh, uh, Mexican sweet bread. I know I need to say the whole thing uh, 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 available uh, for you to enjoy after worship. Uh, after worship. God is good. And all the time. So I invite you as you are able to stand and with all your heart, mind, and strength, let us worship the Lord or uh, leaders, uh, worship leaders, the cards. Welcome. Blessings to all. Blessings to you. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Come on, let's give God some praise this morning. How many are in love with Jesus this morning? Amen. We want to just declare, Lord, I love you with all my heart, with all of my soul. I love you, Lord. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you, Jesus. As I gaze upon your throne, as I gaze upon you, Lord, I'm reminded of who you are. Wanna be close to you, wanna be close to you. I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you, Jesus. Come on, let's say that again. I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Jesus. With all of my heart, Lord. With all of my heart, Lord. All of my soul. With all of my heart, all of my soul. With all of my heart, 
with all of my heart, Lord, all of my soul, with all of my heart, with all of my heart, Lord, all of my soul, with all of my heart, with all of my heart, all of my soul, with all of my heart, all of my I'm in love, I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you, Jesus, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Jesus. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, I love you, Lord. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, I love you, Lord. If you love him, say yeah. All of my soul, with all of my mind, I love you, Lord. If you love me, say yeah, say yeah, oh yeah, I love you, Lord. If you love me, say yes, oh yeah, oh yes, I love you, Lord. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. Jesus, come on one more time. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Hopefully you can carry that praise with you all week. I'm in love with you, Jesus. If you bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for one more time to come into your house to lift our voices and to lift our hands and to say thank you for all that you've done for providing for us for taking care of us this week and every day of our lives father we ask you to be here with us in this service today father that your anointing be full and strong father bless our pastor as he brings forth the word and father let the word settle in our hearts and change our lives on this morning in jesus name we pray amen for the things that you have done yes I'm grateful for the victories we won I could go on and on and on about your words because I'm grateful so grateful just to praise you, Lord. Flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart is gratefulness. 
Come on, all the grateful saints. Sing, I am grateful. I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm grateful for the victories we've won. I could go on and on and on about your words because I'm grateful, grateful, so grateful just to praise you, Lord. Flowing from my heart. Flowing from my heart. All the issues of my heart. All the issues of my heart is gratefulness. Grateful, 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 grateful. Grateful, 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 gratefulness. Come on and say grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Come on and think about what God has done for you on this day. of our heart and when this is one of those is gratefulness that's a great thing but there's many issues in our heart aren't they one is forgiveness so that's the theme for today in our sermon uh, of course also in our reading so at this time I invite you to prepare your hearts and minds for this time of preaching and teaching as we uh, listen to the Bible reading for today that comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. Gospel according to Matthew. Uh, chapter 18 is the continuation of a last week's lesson. Uh, chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. 21 to 35. Please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Then Peter came and said to him, 
Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be, com may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the lord of the slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to, the, to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks. You may be seated. It's me again. 
Amen, amen, amen. In case uh, you just turn out your computer, uh, we started at 11-ish. And uh, from here on, we're going to have a start worship service at 11 a.m. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, uh, you are our God and you are a good Lord. Because you heard our prayers and, and when we pray for forgiveness, you always granted that. There are so many things that we can say. There are so many things that we can ask. But at this moment, we ask that your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls, love to our hearts, and the strength to put into action this lesson that we have today. May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. Amen and Amen. How many of you are good at math? So I, I'm going to ask you, uh, what is 70 times 7? Excuse me? 490. Uh, you know, that was the answer from Jesus when Peter asked if uh, he should forgive up to seven times. Jesus said, no, 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 Peter, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, uh, scholars think that he was not uh, about giving a specific number of the times we should forgive. Um, but Jesus was saying something like, we should forgive as many times as is needed. As many times as needed. And while I was thinking about, about this, a question came to my heart. Why is, why is it so hard to forgive? Why is it so hard to forgive? Because if forgiving once is, is hard, imagine forgiving 70 times seven. Imagine forgiving as many times as needed. Why is it so hard to forgive? I'm not sure if we can answer this question in, in what, 20 minutes or something like that. I, and please don't check your watches or clothes. Uh, but what I mean is answering this question in a way that after we have an answer, we can all be convinced and be sure that we will be able to forgive anyone at any time for anything as many times as needed. Is that even possible? But you know what? We have to at least try to answer this question. And we can begin in, in the beginning, Genesis. Genesis chapter uh, 2. God is talking to Cain, who is mad because God dismissed his offerings of the fruit from the earth. Remember that? 
God, God dismissed his offering from the fruits of the earth and preferred Abel's offering. God preferred barbecue over salad. I might do the same. Cain was angry. And God says these words to Cain, words that had been hanging around humanity ever since. Words that had been hanging over each one of us over and over again. Genesis chapter 2, verse 6, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? And then he goes on and says, Sin lies at your door. Sin lies at your door. And its desire is for you. To conquer you. But you should rule over it. You should rule over sin. Well, you know the rest of the story, right? Cain could not control himself. Sin ruled over him and somebody else. His brother paid for the consequences. And as you know, when something like that happened, it's not only the brothers, but it's the whole family. Why is it so hard to forgive? We have a constant, constant struggle with sin and the effects of sin, personal sin, sin against us, the sin of society, the sins of the past. Sin lies at our door. It desires to have you and me, but we must roll over it. Centuries later, Jesus has told his disciples that if they want to be his followers, they need to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. Amen. And then Jesus began to explain, explain, to teach, and model how we must do that. How and why we must do that. The cost of discipleship today is a lesson on forgiveness. Forgiveness. Matthew 18, here's the rest of the chapter that, that we looked at last week. You might remember some of the teachings from last week. I won't ask. Uh, you can always check it actually online because the videos are there. Right? But after the whole discussion last week on, on the process of reconciliation and peace about the whole issue that if, that if we need to solve our personal relationship, it is because we are part of a family. We are part of a community. We are not alone and we are accountable to each other. Amen? And that's why we need to have good relationships. Chapter 18 is a very important lesson about community, about reconciliation, and especially about forgiveness. 
And then in verse 21, there's our friend Peter. Yeah. And Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, let me understand this. So if another member of uh, the congregation or the church or, or my group sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? I give points to Peter for that question, you know. It seems to me that, that he was actually listening. Hello. He was listening, you know, right? Yes. And he was really trying to understand all this about the issue of forgiveness and reconciliation. That's why he asked. On the other hand, uh, it might look like Peter was being very pragmatic, pragmatic, and thought, well, forgiveness is a good idea. So, so maybe uh, if I ask how many uh, times uh, should I forgive and be done with that, uh, that's it. Right? But Jesus answers Peter. Peter, it takes more than just seven times. Many more than seven. It takes more because this is an issue of the heart. Of the heart. Do you have a person? Do you have a person who needs to be forgiven seven times? How about 70? How about as much as needed? Now, uh, regarding, sin, regarding sin and forgiveness, we can apply this saying. Uh, it's not a theological saying, but I think we, it is just right for this occasion. Regarding sin and forgiveness, we can apply this saying that goes, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. There's always the aggressor and the aggravated. And so part of the forgiving process is about who is going to be above the situation. Who is going to be above the situation? And let me explain with one story. May I? I recall my years in our church youth group. When we started playing soccer or football uh, in a Christian league. I don't really remember all the details and you know, we all have selective memory about our years as a youth. Can I have, no, just forget it. I don't remember the whole situation, but, but the behavior in the games must have been so bad that the whole group of referees quit it on us because they could not stand the behavior of the teams. So talking about forgiveness and who is going to rise above this, this situation, I remember one Saturday in, in our youth group meeting, uh, suddenly the team that we had played against a few hours earlier came into our sanctuary. Uh, I guess we didn't end the, the game well, I don't remember. But they came to our church 
to ask for forgiveness for whatever happened during that game that day. Wow. We were like, they rose above the situation and were able to ask for forgiveness. Somebody very wisely said, when they go low, we go high. That applies also for forgiveness. Relationships and reconciliation always involve at least two parties. And it takes at least one of those parties to begin to solve it. That is what Jesus is talking about. So I like Peter's question. How many times, Jesus? How many times? Not seven times, Peter, but I tell you, 70 times, seven, as many as needed. So Jesus goes on to explain the whole issue with a story, with a parable, right? But before we go into the parable, I think it is important to touch on some issues about Forgive about what forgiveness means and to also touch on what forgiveness does not mean or imply. Please bear with me. Forgiveness does not mean that people who are forgiven are not accountable for what they did. We need to forgive them but they are still accountable to the group. And it's not to us to judge, we forgive. But you know, they are accountable to the group, to the community, in some cases to authorities, and even accountable to God for what they have done wrong. Amen? Now, this is the thing. We all will respond for our wrongs and although we hope some people are held accountable here on earth, for sure, we will all be held accountable in heaven. So we better be prepared. We can find many verses from the Bible that state this. Verse 35, 34, 35 in our reading today actually talks about this. So we should all respond for our wrongs on earth or in heaven, um, we will be held accountable. But there is great news for all those who believe. We have a lawyer. We have a good lawyer. We have the one that paid the bill, that paid the ransom for us. And he will be our lawyer in heaven if we repent but also if we forgive amen he paid the ransom we can be thankful we can be grateful and believe that that is true but this is not a free ticket for us to sing it is not a free ticket to sin, but it brings responsibility. It brings consciousness to try not 
to sin, which is very hard, but it brings that responsibility not to sin against our brother and sister, and as, as the chapter started, especially uh, uh, sin against the little ones from God. Amen? Also, it brings responsibility and consciousness that indeed we are able to forgive when we follow the example of God in Jesus. Amen. It's not easy, but it's possible. So while forgiving does not mean that the person or persons are not accountable to God or to authorities for what they have done, we might have issues with forgiving because we feel that we are liberating that person or persons from all the blame and responsibility. That is not the case. But it is good to know that by forgiving, and this is beautiful, by forgiving, we are first liberating ourselves and giving us a free pass to begin our healing process from the effects of whatever sin had been done against us. So as we forgive, we are liberating ourselves from the effects of sin. That is what Jesus did for us as he forgave us. We are liberated. We're free to go into our process of healing. Now, in another level, I am conscious, I know this, I experience this. I'm conscious that our races are held captive by the sins of society in the past. And I can say this, those historic sins of the past should not be forgotten. And there is one reason, there's many reasons, but one is, so they won't be repeated, amen? Society should be held to account for past actions, especially when we see that the oppression has changed its form and tactics uh, and still tries to bring oppression over a group in society that was called to live in peace and justice and liberty like everyone else. Amen. And finally, although there's much to say about this, but for now, forgiveness is not a free pass for the other person or society to keep sinning against people. We must hold people accountable and look for changes at the personal level, societal level, if not the world level. And if there's something that we learn uh, with the experience of South Africa, the apartheid, and the great Nelson Mandela is that forgiveness goes all the way from here until the end of the world. Because that's a gift from God. But it begins with forgiveness. Forgiving help us to see the whole pictures and the possibility for peace and reconciliation. But but begins with forgiveness. 
So back to our text. Jesus, as only Jesus can do, raises the bar for the disciples, raises the bar for us today, and lets us know once again that the cost of discipleship is about denial. And he tells the story uh, with this parable of the unjust servant. We just read the story, we heard the story, probably you have it there in your Bible, right? It starts in verse 23, uh, forward chapter 18 of Matthew. And something important to notice is that, uh, you know, as Jesus is telling this king, uh, forgave the, the, the debt of this, of this servant. But something important to notice is that in that culture, that would never happen. <laughs> so, so he's talking like, like in a parable, right? It's, it's a parable, actually, right? Uh, but he's, it's not going to happen. It's just like the IRS these days. You will pay what you need to pay. Well, except if you're a billionaire. Well, that's a different, that's a different story. Let's not get into that now. But, but that's something important to, to notice. But in this parable... The king did it. Why? Why? Because Jesus is talking about that king. That king. Now the servant that was forgiven is us. We have been forgiven. Amen. And just as the parable says, we will find a person, or two, or seven, or 70 times seven. And the question is, would we forgive in the same way we have been forgiven? Well, Jesus says the servant did not forgive, and so the servant falls from the uh, uh, king's grace. And this is something that, that can make us recall the Lord's Prayer, because Jesus, uh, when Jesus taught us uh, to pray, uh, he said one line that goes, and forgive our trespasses or sins or debts, as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. And then in Luke, he, he goes into explaining this and says, because if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Those are difficult words to take. Because we will find a person or two or seven or 70 times seven, and the question is, would we forgive? Now, as I, put, I was putting uh, this sermon together, something in my head was going round and around, and exactly the last thing I mentioned. Jesus uh, is very clear when he said that if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. Now, there's a whole theological discussion about this. We're not going into there. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> But then I thought, if this is so important, if this is so important, 
Maybe it is a sign not only uh, that we need to, to take care of our issues about forgiveness, but also if this is so important, and this is what God is telling us today, it would be good to end this time with a practical application. And don't worry, I won't ask you to make a circle and go with that person that didn't know. We don't do that. But I feel, brothers and sisters, I feel that the best way to finish this time is in prayer and in silence. And so I invite each one of you, you can close your eyes if you want, but I invite you that in your pews, there's always the altar here, that you start praying. If there's an issue in our lives that we need to work on, this might be the beginning of that process. And let me just say that it is hard to forgive, I know that. I, I said that because all the issues of the race, of the past, of society, a, a lot of bad things in this world, and sin always lies at the, our doorsteps. But I think it is a good time to take a moment. We are in a safe space to begin a process that might take some time. Because again, I recognize that some processes are, are, of forgiveness are, are sensitive issues. I, I know that. It is not the same for everyone. Sometimes forgiveness will need the help of professional. That is always available, by the way. But again, you are in a safe space. And for now, in your seat, Remember, first of all, that above all, you have been forgiven in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. In Christ, we are forgiven. Now, in silence, I invite you to pray to God for the strength to forgive for your strength to forgive for issues in the past, for issues in the present, but also for strength and wisdom to deal with issues in the future. Because the battle is not over. The battle is not over. So let us pray in silence.
that we were missionaries in Chile in South America and probably you have heard that in the 70s there was a dictatorship and terrible things happened there. By the time we were there uh, in the 90s, uh, at that time the government started a process of peace and reconciliation. And the, the wounds were so deep still at that time that that was hard. Our bishop in the Methodist Church was part of, of that group. And there was a moment, uh, the group of politicians, business people, other people, even military there, and they were talking about what happened and how to move on. Uh, it was hard. But uh, something that, that the bishops share is that, that that is that um, reconciliation and peace is possible with a lot of love and with a love of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Would you pray with me? Loving God, we confess that, that uh, we struggle to forgive. And we struggle to create a space for forgiveness to happen. We expect others to pardon our faults without also attending to our own need to repent. We demand a forgiveness from others instead of recognizing forgiveness as a gift from you. As a gift we give to one another 
and that we receive from you. Sometimes we use forgiveness as a weapon instead of a bridge that brings us back together. And so, forgive us, we pray, and free us. Free us to joyfully extend mercy and grace to one another, to set and respect boundaries with one another, and to receive from you the love and wisdom we need to grow as your disciples and as the community of Christ in this place that we call home. We seek you, Lord. We look for your strength and your presence every single day. We remember the wonderful works you have done for us. And we are grateful. We are thankful. Keep working on us. This community of faith. In our extended community. And why not? In the world. It is in the name of your son Jesus that we pray today and we say amen, amen. and amen. amen amen thank you jesus amen as we come to this time of worship uh, with our offerings and our tithes uh, the bible says god rejoices with the joyful giver that's my translation from Spanish. And so for you worshiping, worshiping online there, you will find the ways you can send your tithes, your offering for the mission of this church. So as um, uh, we receive the offering, let us be thankful and joyful. Amen. Let us consecrate the, the offering for today. Let us pray. Generous God, you have given so much to us in love and joy. Every good thing in our life reflects your caring. Even in the giving of our offerings, we have tried to give our best, but now we could do more. In a world where forgiveness has come a rare commodity, we pray that the testimony of this church can help them to understand. Help us to hear the teachings of Jesus, regardless generosity and forgiveness. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus, and your children say together, 
Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, thank you. So let me repeat this. Remember that we have been forgiven. Amen. And also be aware. We will find a time when we need to forgive. You know that. Forgive once, twice, seven, or 70 times seven, or as needed. So I invite you to stand as you are able to receive the benediction. And as we are enduring this journey, as we are learning, because we never end, learning how to follow Jesus, may the peace of God, the love of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you, with your families, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And let the people of God say... Oh.